let's talk about bees this morning, shall we? Why? Well, for one, I think we take honey for granted. We think nothing of buying and seeing beautiful jars of honey. And yet the more I learn about the honeybee industry and all the challenges, the more I wonder how anyone is able to keep producing honey regularly, given all of the issues that are going on. The latest involves a class action lawsuit. It's a ban on importing honeybee packages from the United States that kind of got the ball rolling on this. But how is this affecting our industry and your honey? Well, Ian Grant is going to explain it to us. Ian is the president of the Ontario Beekeepers Association. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much, Simi. It's a pleasure to be with you, and thank you for inviting me. Well, tell me about this. So what is going on in the honeybee industry right now? What is this lawsuit about? Well, I'm afraid I can't talk much about the lawsuit, primarily because I'm not well aware of all the ins and outs about it. Uh, and certainly I'm not a lawyer, and I don't really want to talk about the, um, the motivations for folks who have certain uh, needs. But at the, at the end of the day, uh, what we are concerned about here in Ontario and with the Ontario Beekeepers Association, also known as the OBA, is the, the local industry. We want to ensure we have a prosperous sustainable, resilient honeybee industry here in the province. And to do that, we need to ensure that our bee stock is safe. So whether we're talking about the queens, which is the center of the hive that reproduces the hive, or we're talking about the rest of the honey honeybees in the colony, we want to make sure that we don't have pests and diseases that will impact them. There are enough out there right now. Uh, there are a lot of stressors, whether it's climate change. Uh, for beekeepers, they always have to deal with high costs of of equipment getting low cost uh, prices for their honey and if you add another factor more bee more bee pests or diseases that's going to impact them so we follow the science we follow the research and the canadian food inspection agency over the past number of decades they do risk assessments on issues uh, pertaining to agricultural uh, sectors so for us they did a risk assessment the latest one was a few years ago and they noted that there are some parts of the world which have certain types of diseases or pests we do not want to have here in canada and as a result uh, they have looked at um, moratoriums about importing certain types of bee stock from certain areas of the world now we do receive into canada a variety of bee imports for instance we do have package bees which are small groups of bees that mm -hmm. come in from australia and new zealand and chile that happens every year. We do have queens that come in from parts of the United States, um, New Zealand, uh, again, Chile, uh, Italy. So we do have bees coming in from different parts of the world, but they're carefully screened to make sure we're not receiving or not inadvertently introducing more pests and diseases to our bees. So that's what we're concerned about right. here is keeping our current stock safe. Right. But if you as a beekeeper, you need to import some bees and some queens, perhaps, are, are you allowed to do that from the United States? From certain areas, as I say, the, the queens we can get from Northern California. But as an example, when they look at the screening of queens, they look for different types of things, diseases or pests. And they found, as an example, recently, uh, some of the queens out of Northern California had what they call Africanized genetics. That means you've heard about the, quote unquote, the killer bees in Southern United course, States. Yeah. Well, those are Africanized um, genetics. We don't want those up here in Canada. They're very aggressive. Uh, they're very productive. Uh, but they're very aggressive and it would be a detriment to our, our, our own bee stock here. So as an example, when they did their regular screening, they found out some of these bees, queens had bees. So they, they said, no, you're not importing. So we, 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 uh, we do import from different parts of the world. But more importantly, we do here in Ontario have our own industry. We have folks, commercial beekeepers here in the province that, that raise queens, if you will. They raise 
small little packages of bees called nuclear cells, nuke, uh, nuke hives, and they sell them to our local beekeepers. So what we get from that is we're supporting our local industry here in Ontario. We're providing the local beekeepers with acclimatized bee stock from Ontario. And in general, we're making ourselves more sustainable and resilient. Um, as you probably are aware, last year in Ontario and frankly across Canada, we had a massive bee die-off. Yes. In our research we did last year of the spring of 2022, over half Ontario beekeepers said they lost over half their bees. And if you look at some of the larger bee um, uh, producers, commercial beekeepers in here in Ontario, some of them lost five, six, seven, eight thousand of their colonies, uh, you know, 10,000 colonies in total. So we had this huge die-off. And one of the things we did, we had to do, was we had to rely on local producers to rebuild. And that's where the sustainability and resiliency comes in. We need to be able to go to our local producers and say, hey, we have a problem here. Please help us grow. And, and if we didn't have that industry locally, we wouldn't be able to source them from anywhere else. And we wouldn't be able to have the, the bees that we need here in Ontario. So that's really where we're focused on. Right. But Ian, it does sound like the industry itself needs more communication between kind of provinces, more work to make it more resilient so that you're not thinking about having to import this from uh, New Zealand, as you mentioned, or you have to look for places in the United States where it's safe to do so. Ideally, we would be self-sufficient. Each province would be self-sufficient. And if we needed to import from other provinces, that would be the ideal world. It's not, of course. And I know some of the larger beekeeping provinces, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, they have a great need. They have, you know, 80% of the bee population in those provinces. Um, but we all need to work together. You know, we have some fantastic producers out in Quebec. Uh, Anisette de Rocher, a bee commercial beekeeper I met last year, uh, does a fantastic job. I think he raised somewhere near 15,000 to 20,000 queens a year and sells them across the country. So those are the, the entrepreneurs we need, I believe, locally in mm -hmm. each province that can help our local provincial beekeepers become more sustainable so they don't have to send their monies, their monies overseas uh, and they can rely on local stock, which is, again, which is acclimatized and has bred for um, the needs that we have here. Um, I'll give you another example. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, a couple of decades ago here in Ontario, we had a pest called a tracheal mite. It lived in the throat, if you will, of the bees, and it would eventually kill the bee and kill the colony. So our technology transfer program here in Ontario worked very diligently uh, with the Queen Breeders Association here in Ontario to breed out this mite, uh, be able to uh, bring on genetics that would be, would be very favorable to eradicating this mite. So we don't have a big incidence, a large incidence of mite, tracheal mites here in the province. We can do that locally across Canada to make sure we don't have Africanized genetics. We, don't, we can lower the incidence of the existing varroa destructor mite, which is still prevalent. We can do all that thing, all those things locally if we invest in our local beekeepers right. uh, who are growing our stock or bee stock. In everything that you have just said to me tells me, though, that it's, again, incredibly challenging to be a beekeeper and to produce honey. You must do it because you love it. Yes, I think you can say across the board, no matter where you are in Canada, you, you, we love bees. We love the job. It's a very difficult job. Uh, the commercial beekeepers do not have a very easy time, as I mentioned, high cost for equipment, uh, labor, which they need to fly in on many occasions. It, it's a very difficult job, but it is, a, you know, it definitely is a, a work of love. Um, we are looking for Canadians to support. I think we can all say we have a wonderful country. We have great industries. We have a great agricultural sector. I think Canadians, we need to show the love back to our, our farmers that are producing our food. Uh, if we don't have bees, 
we're not going to have the food quality and the food quantity that we need. As you may have heard, almost 30%, if not a little bit more, of our food is, is, is pollinated by bees. And Agricultural Canada, in their 2021 assessment, mentioned that honeybees in this country added provided an added value of $7 billion, that's billion with a yeah. B, dollars to agricultural output. So if we don't have honeybees, if we don't support the honey, the honeybee, the bee keepers themselves, uh, we're not going to have the food quality, quantity, and food security will become a, con- a problem in this country, which we don't have oh, right wow. currently. So that it, is, is a, it really is a, an issue that I think Canadians need to become engaged on. Um, but it is a work of love. You're right. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you very much, Cindy. I appreciate your focus on this issue today. That's Ian Grant, president of the Ontario Beekeepers Association. Yeah, beekeeping is a huge and important industry, but also has its struggles. For instance, we just kind of touched on the lawsuit there. There's a class action lawsuit. Now, it automatically includes all beekeepers in Canada who've kept more than 50 colonies for commercial purposes since the end of 2006. And they've been affected by this ban, which prevents the importation of some queen bees and honeybees from the United States, as Ian pointed out, you really have to do your homework about where you're getting them from. So for some beekeepers, it has become easier to buy their bees from New Zealand rather than just next door in the United States, hence the class action lawsuit. So we'll continue to follow along on that one, find out what happens with it. 911. 